Let the dragon consume episode 64 of the bird watchers i'm your host ryan in this episode i take a look at the 2019 breakable barriers to north american finals another mouthful they need shorter names for these events <laughs> happy holidays um hope you all get to enjoy this with your family and friends this is going to be the last episode of the bird watchers before the end of the year and then we'll pick it back up because i would like to do the same um but recently we had, you know, news-wise, we had an Overwatch Homefront support series for this year, or supporter series for this year, and it was a huge success. We had all the support, or a couple of the support groups get together, have a small tournament for charities of their choice, mostly local charities, uh, and just have a good time, right? So I want to thank, you know, the Five Deadly Venoms, uh, Toronto Alpha Flight, and Lone Star Vanguard for welcoming the Atlanta Royal family with open arms. We had a blast. Um, thanks to Battle and Brew for hosting us, letting us play there. Uh, as always, that's the home base. Love them to death. And then, you know, thanks to all the players who participated and represented the groups and the teams for these charities. Um, it was a great cause, and it was, you know, good success in our in our opinion. And it's going to come again next year. We're trying to do more of these charity events uh, because they're fun for everybody involved and it's for a good cause. Uh, so keep an eye out for that, and I'll keep you guys updated. But today we're going to talk about Breakable Barriers. So what is this new Breakable Barriers tournament? So it's an open division single elimination tournament with a small prize pool, uh, which is open to all teams who decide to register. So, you know, streamers, normal players, if you're on ladder and you do well, you put to, put together a team, register properly, and then you can play in this tournament. There's not really a limit. Uh, and then it just kind of runs through the single elimination bracket. Matches are online. They're first to three, and then they're region-based. So that means, you know, region-based North America, Europe. So it kind of, just like you're used to with contenders, and the prize pool is very small. It's kind of meant to be more of a exposure thing and to keep hold people over until the contenders come back or uh, Overwatch League as well. So for third place, you get 600 bucks. For two, second place, you get 750. And then for first, you get 1200. So a little bit change, you know, for, for a fun weekend uh, with your friends. Then, so we're going to focus on the finals for this this episode uh, because there were a lot of games. I mean, I caught what I could here and there. Uh, it doesn't really make sense for us to go through the bracket since a lot of the team names are kind of memes. <laughs> and then the mixture is a mix of players from different teams. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to get any value uh, out of going through that. But for the finals, what we end up having was the Sky Foxes versus uh, Tier 3 subs, which I will be referring to as Revival for the remainder of this this episode uh, it's just easier to say right and it is the majority of the team so for the sky fox's roster we have asking on dps which you know he needs no introduction uh previously of samsung morning stars the guy has been you know performing very well and everybody's been focused on trying to get him in the league as fast as possible we have speedily on dps here uh in in tandem with asking and he's previously of xl2 gaming we have Mikey on tank. We have Salty as the other tank. 
who's previously of third impact. And then we have Medkip on support. And rounding out the supports here, we have Crusade, who used to play for British Hurricanes and also played for Team Netherlands in the 2018 and 2019 World Cup. So for Revival, we have Razor and Aspire on DPS. We have Bogar on Tank, who was previously on Nocturnal Esports and then played for Team Bulgaria in the 2019 World Cup this year. Uh, so props for the representation there. Uh, Frosted and Cow man on tank as well we have aspen on support who's a popular streamer she needs no introduction uh who currently now plays for revival to see to see if she can cut it you know in the league actually and she's she's been saying that she's having a lot of fun in this ship because it's a completely different environment from just playing competitive ladder uh and just streaming right and then we have doggo and liar on support as well for revival so we're going to start off with our first map which is control uh and that on Nepal. So Skyfox kind of show out here. They start off very strong. You do have Revival on Shrine. Start off with the first cap and they get about 27% after a quick kill on asking, which is probably what you want to do when playing against them. <laughs> uh, but Skyfoxes end up taking over and hold the point and the alt economy for the remainder of the round. So Skyfoxes end up winning Shrine. This takes us to Sanctum next uh, as the next round. And Revival get an instant pick on Skyfox's Baptiste, so you know they're starting with one support down, but Revival end up losing the following fight, which is kind of embarrassing, and Skyfox end up taking that first cap. So with this momentum, uh, they completely control it throughout the rest of this round. And a lot of this is based on like asking is moving freely on Hanzo and single flanking without much resistance. Uh, Crusade is on Lucio, and he's causing a lot of trouble. That's his character uh, with the boot pressure. And at one point, he gets a four-man boop after a halt, which is crazy to watch. The whole team just kind of move forward and fall off a cliff. <laughs> also, you know, over both rounds, you have Salty on Sigma, and he's he has solid pressure, and he's also doing a great job of cleaning up kills. So that 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 all lends itself to Skyfox's taking Sanctum and then winning Nepal, and they start off the series 1-0, which is a great way to start. So we move to Route 66. Uh, we have Skyfox's again kind of imposing their will. On Revival, uh, Revival start on attack first. Uh, this attempt is a true struggle for Revive since they're really unable to get that cart around the corner. Uh, this is once again due to the pressure from asking on Hanzo and this, this solo flank mentality, his consistency on the character, and Revival's inability to get close enough to actually pressure him leads to a stalled cart and a full hold on their end. Skyfox's attack next, and Asking continues this Hanzo rampage by getting three consecutive picks after a little bit. And that to start the round, and so without you know much distance to cover after that one fight, that's the only one they needed. And Skyfox's cap, they win Route 66, and they go up two series, or two zero in this series, and that's that's a very quick start. And then we get to you know an actual battle, which I'm going to call the map of the match here, just because it's interesting to see the back and forth. Uh, we go to Eichenwald next. Uh, Revival's on attack, and this map starts with a pharmacy battle, so a shift in tone, uh, but this tips in actually Revival's favor since they do a better job of controlling the skies. Aspire swaps to Widow as well and causes an issue for Skyfoxes with kill after kill. Uh, I haven't followed him much. I did not know he was this good on Widow. <laughs> but it's kind of crazy to see to see the swing um, with you know Razor on Farah doing well and then him on Widow just popping off. So Revival cat point one with a solid time bank and they move, they move the cart uncontested about halfway through point two you have speedily swapped Doomfist on the side of Skyfoxes, and he provides some resistance. It allows them to get their footing back. 
Uh, Sky Foxes are able to continue that hold on point two and stop revival short of the cap. Uh, Sky Foxes go next on attack. We start with pharmacy battle again, and once again, revivals come up on top with Rise, uh, Razor outperforming on Farah, and Aspire is no slouch on Hanzo either. Um, Sky Foxes are able to cap point one with a few seconds remaining. Uh, point two doesn't get any easier for them, and with the loss of the time bank on point one, the attempt they only get one real fight to cap, and unfortunately, they end up splitting the team during that fight. Uh, and Revival take advantage of that to hold. Revival end up winning Eichenwald, making the series 2-1, so we have a game. So now Temple of Anubis is next. Uh, and Sky Foxes go on attack first, and they absolutely roll over Revival uh, to cap point one fast and continue this momentum on a point two. I think finishing with like 427 remaining, which is impressive, but it's also Temple of Anubis, so something that's a common occurrence. Um, and one of the reasons people hate 2CP is that momentum ability on the attack side. Revival go next, and they have a tough time on point one and two, but they are able to get a full cap, finishing with a bit of, you know, a less less time with 3.23 remaining on the clock. Uh, round two is Revival starting since they have less time, and they have a better point one attempt. Uh, they cap that quickly, but they're unable to get any progression on point two this round. Sky Foxes then go next, and although Revival put up a great defensive effort, uh, on the back, once again, of Aspire's Widow play, they stagger themselves on point one and are unable to get set up in time on point two for defense. And that results in a quick cap from Sky Foxes and Sky Foxes win Temple of Anubis and the finals 3-1. So they are back-to-back champions of the Breakable Barriers uh, tournament. So, yeah, I mean, overall, it was it was a cool game to watch. It was very quick. And I think a lot of these games were very quick because... Uh, one thing I think people forget is when you cut out a lot of the advertisement and the commercials and the fluff, and you're going game to game to game, uh, especially in the custom game mode. If you've ever played it, just it goes right. Once you once you pick your map, you just go into it. There's no there's no downtime. It moves a lot faster. And I think that's good for this tournament because this tournament's so open to everyone. You have so many teams playing. You don't really have time for that room, uh, that 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 fluff. So people just kind of want to see games, right? And see their, you know, favorite streamers and favorite players they follow uh, outside the scene, uh, kind of kind of get in there and get at it. So props to Sky Foxes. I mean, back to back, you know, it's, it's an impressive showing as they move into the next contender season. Uh, same for Revival, uh, being one of the newer teams to kind of show what they have here. So yeah, Verdict, uh, asking is definitely a player to watch. I mean, that's no new, that's, that's not really news, right? He's been he's been crushing it, and it's going to be great to see how fast he can get to the league. Um, and if there's a place for DPS players, that's another question people have been having um, with the current meta and the current situation. Uh, but is Hanzo's crazy and Hanzo is meta, so who knows? Uh, other other than that, Breakable Barriers is just a good tournament, in my opinion, uh, for Overwatch and for its player base. Um, Blizzard's gotten a lot of pushback on how strict they are with their tournament structure with like we have contenders which they don't support too well. And then we have Overwatch League, no other tournaments kind of thing, no money games, none of that. Uh, and that's kind of caused a lot of rift between them and the player base. So having something like this is more loose, um, kind of more reminiscent of the old style of how Overwatch was played is good to is good to see. And it's good during the downtime, right, as we wait for the league to come back. And it's good exposure, right? It's great exposure for these streamers and these up-and-coming professional players who may not have a team yet, may not have an open division or a containers team, just kind of, know people and this kind of gives them them visibility 
Uh, and then there's this whole thing with cheating that happened, which we're not going to get into. But if you want to go on the uh, competitive Overwatch Reddit, people are constantly talking about it. Kefri's constantly talking about it. Um, I probably shouldn't even mention his name. But anyways, <laughs> as always, you can send emails to the Birdwatchers podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow at Twitter at podcast TBW. Uh, you can find me on the competitive Overwatch Reddit constantly at the Birdwatchers podcast. And if you prefer to listen to the podcast on YouTube, you, we're also there at the Birdwatchers. Also, and I think I mentioned this last episode as well. Um, the Bird Watchers is now on Google Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts. I think they split it. It depends on, I don't know if you have an update on your phone, uh, but look on both, if anything, and you'll find it. Uh, so, so as usual, you know, tell one friend about the podcast, leave a quick review. And as always, thank you for listening. I have destroyed more of your kind than I can count. Oh.